0: Welcome to episode three of Vacation Rental Success with me, your host, Heather Bayer. Episode three of Vacation Rental Success. And if you've uh, if you've listened to a couple of episodes before, then welcome back. And if if this is your first time, well, then I hope you are going to enjoy what we have to present for you today. And uh, and hopefully it will um, it will motivate you to go back and uh, download a couple more episodes. And I'd love to have you as a regular listener. Okay, this first, this episode today is, I've entitled, On Being a Renter. And uh, one of the reasons is, is that I believe it's really, really important for owners to experience what it is like to go out and rent a property, to go out and, and be a vacationer who does what our guests do. They, uh, they, they spend hours on the internet looking for a property, they find one, they then uh, communicate with the, the owner or the agency and make a booking, and then they spend months and months often uh, looking forward to it and imagining what it's going to be like when they get there. And of course, then they, uh, they take the trip, they arrive, they make their first impressions of the place and, uh, and spend their vacation in that vacation rental. Now, I talked with a lot of owners about this, and so many of them will say that no we've never been to a vacation rental it's it's not our sort of vacation, and which is fair enough and they believe that because um, they know their property so well and they've spent hours and hours and lots of money in creating something that they uh, they they believe their guests are going to love then that's all they need to do. That's all they need to know. And my argument is that unless you've been in the position of arriving somewhere that you have never been before, without the uh, the comfort blanket, I guess, of, of, of what's provided by a hotel or a resort, which would be a receptionist, um, somebody to carry your bags maybe, a concierge, um, a, a number that you can call where somebody's going to bring you the toothpaste or the toothbrush you you left at home or bring you a little bit of room service unless you've been in that position where you're really out on your own and you're not quite sure what to expect you're never going to know what it is that your guests are going through of course for many of you you're going to have guests that are that are quite used to this um, I am now i 've probably i was doing a quick count the other day and think that i 've probably been to maybe sixty or so vacation rentals over the past past years. And had a lot of different uh, different experiences, but I am now very comfortable with arriving somewhere that I've I've never been before, and looking for a key, and uh, and knowing what to what what I'm looking for. I know I'm looking for a welcome guide. I know I'm going to spend some time poking around in cupboards and drawers and trying to find the things that will make life comfortable for us. But uh, we've um, we've just come back from a. A fabulous vacation in a villa in the out on one of the out islands of the Bahamas called Eleuthera, uh, and it is if if you've never considered going uh, to the Bahamas before, um, take a look at the out islands. Um, many people sort of head straight for Nassau and and the uh, the resorts and hotel complexes there, but there are numerous out islands. That are accessible by short plane ride from uh, Nassau, or a or a ferry, and uh, and they're just beautiful. Eleuthera was, it, it it was it was something else. I'd I'd not experienced being somewhere where where we had um, two and a half kilometers of virtually uninhabited beach to ourselves. In fact, we were. Um, I went with uh, with Mike, my son, his wife Andrea, and um, and my six month old granddaughter Aria. Plus, of course, my husband Phil. And uh, Mike and Andrea and I are a little bit more active than Phil is, but we we enjoy um, definitely lots of walking and um, and running sometimes. Um, Mike in particular enjoys a good morning run of probably six or seven kilometres. And the ability to get out onto the beach in the morning and just run for an hour without encountering a single other person was just quite phenomenal. But anyway, what I want to do today is really talk about um, our experience of being a renter uh, and using Pura Vida, which is the property we stayed at, as the example And I'm also going to reflect back a little bit on on some other places that we've been over the past couple of years uh, to to point out some best practice, uh, some suggestions, some recommendations, some things that I've learned. And in fact, every time we do this, every different rental we go to, I will always come back with a good list of ideas, things that I'm going to use in, in my cottages, in Osprey and Kingfisher Cottage, to improve the experience for my guests. So I always find that these vacations are not only um, a well, well-deserved holiday, but they're also a real learning experience. And and it's amazing that uh, that even when uh, and I was going to say, even when you think you know it all, I don't think I know it all uh, in any way, shape or form. Um, but I do think that I'm presenting a great experience for my guests. But even so, I learned something new on uh, on this occasion, some things to bring back that I'm going to uh, uh, to, to help upgrade my properties, not at a huge expense, um, just some additional services that uh, that I'll offer to my guests to make it. The experience even better for them. So let's uh, let's go back to, um, in fact, February of of 2012, which is when we we came back from uh, again another terrific vacation in Costa Rica, and once again we went with Mike and Andrea, and uh, so it was, uh, and my granddaughter was uh, just a tiny speck at that time. And so we were on a, on a really relaxing vacation and we had a wonderful time. But as with every return from vacation, we start to talk about where the next one's going to be. And we we really hadn't got a great idea of 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 where to go. We'd um we wanted somewhere that was fairly you know not too far to travel knowing that we were going to have a baby with us. And um we all have um, different criteria that uh, that are, are must haves and and nice to haves. Mine in particular, I'm I've got to have internet. If if I I can't, right, I suppose I could go somewhere without internet, but I do work while I'm on vacation. Uh, as most of you know, I run a rental management agency, and February is a pretty busy time, so I like to go away and to still be able to contribute to the uh, to the Smooth running of the office. Be here to answer questions and to to deal with any issues that arise. So I simply would not even consider choosing a property that didn't have a uh, decent Wi-Fi. Um, for for others, it may be um, a beach. And in fact, we had decided on that uh, that for 2013 we wanted a, a a beach holiday, and and so the search began now. Where we search—that's that's always quite interesting because when you're considering what site to list on, it's always worthwhile looking at how your potential renters, your potential guests, are going to find you. Now, not everybody does as I do. Um, I'm very strong on reviews. I want to see that uh, that people have been to a place. And and they've written a review on it, and quite honestly, it, they don't all have to be five-star reviews. In fact, sometimes if if there are just this long, long list of five-star reviews, all saying absolutely wonderful things, it doesn't always ring as true uh, as as I would expect. So it doesn't matter to me if there's the occasional four or three star. Um, you can usually read through the lines on those, and where I see that owners have responded to negative reviews, that makes it even more attractive and, and appealing for me because it shows that the owner has taken taken the time to read a review and to make a response to it and maybe to make a change in response to whatever the negative aspect of it was. So we, uh, we decided that, uh, that we'd go to the Bahamas because it was only three hours away. So the next step was um, was was to find a villa, or or a, just a vacation rental in the Bahamas. Because at that time I had no idea of of the out islands, and to be honest, I'm not sure how we uh, how we finally decided on Eleuthera. And I think it was probably that uh, in looking at TripAdvisor, which is where I generally go, uh, on the first. Uh, the first look that um pura vida which is the property we chose came up uh, fairly quickly and uh, and i just fell in love with the photographs it it was and when i shared it with um with the rest of the family it was it was pretty much a slam dunk i'm uh, i'll put a a link to the pura vida tripadvisor site on on the blog at www.cottageblogger.com and in fact, if you've been reading the blog anyway, you will see that I've already written several posts uh, from there and been including pictures from it because we were it was it was a pretty inspiring place. But you know it was it's the photographs that uh, that, that tend to do it for me. Uh, it certainly did when we went to Flying Toucans, which was the Costa Rica property last year in 2012 and uh once again i'll i'll put a link up to the flying toucans uh, owner's website um because that's uh, it was the photographs on there that were uh, the, the um the turning point for us in our decision making process so think about it when you're choosing the photographs that you're going to put on your listing or on your website that guests are going to imagine themselves in them they're going to imagine themselves Sitting in the chairs on a patio. They're going to imagine themselves sitting on a dock, if that's what you have. Or walking along a beach, or in a pool, or working, uh, making a meal in the kitchen. And they're going to imagine climbing into the bed at the end of the day. They're going to look at living room pictures and, and think about how they're going to spend their time relaxing in those spaces. Um, how they're going to fit the family around a dining table. So, taking your photographs is so much more than just snapping a few pics and then just putting them on, up on a listing. You need to, to well, I'm going to be talking about staging in future podcasts and also be talking about the seminar that I'm delivering at the Home Away Summit in May. Uh, which will be on the topic of staging, but this is where it becomes so all important because if you can capture your guest 's imagination from the very first look your your listing or your website attains what we call a stickiness, and that means that people are going to stick around and and look at more they 're going to see the photographs and then decide, okay. I can see it has high-speed Internet, and I can see it has other of my immediate must-have criteria. Now I'm in love with the photographs. Now let me go and have a look at the description. Just bear that in mind that time must be spent on creating the, uh, the amazing images that will inspire desire. And make sure, too, that you're appealing to your demographic or well, when we went to costa rica we were really interested to see wildlife that that was um, one of the things about going to that country that was quite inspiring for me it was that the thought of monkeys in the trees and toucans on a feeder and whatever ad- other wildlife i might see and it was interesting that on the uh, flying toucans website those owners realized that and they had a separate section on the wildlife you might see the villa that sold it for us um and it could be that um that you're let's say you're in a ski area then your demographic is interested in good skiing so you need to show them a, a picture of where they're going to go to ski not just the property that they're going to be staying in because this is an active demographic uh, once again, if your property's on on waterfront, don't just say if your property has a canoe. Include a photograph of somebody that's out in the canoe, uh, enjoying the uh, the location. So um, I mentioned flying toucans with the with the animals, but at Pura Vida, the pictures that uh, that really got us in our in to to make the final decision was pictures of the uninhabited beach, palm trees, the hammock. And uh, and we were also because of having a baby, we wanted a bit of the, the we wanted space, and uh, and the pictures clearly showed the uh, the space in the villa, and and it allowed us to imagine how we were going to live there for for ten days. Now the other thing that uh, that I was looking for when I looked on the TripAdvisor listings was something about the owners. I want to know a little bit about them because it makes the the whole experience of renting a property less impersonal. We're not renting a room in a hotel or a suite at a resort or even even a, a villa at a resort. We're renting somebody's property, somebody's personal property that they've put their own personal stamp on. So I'd really like to uh, to have a little bit of knowledge about uh, about the owners, how how long they've had the property. Um, perhaps why they love the location, why they bought it. Always interesting to know if they if they built it themselves and uh, other little snippets of information. It does make it more personal. Once again, that's that's my uh, my own perception. Something that I like to see. Um, it may not be everybody's. Okay. So once we once we had chosen Pura Vida, we decided that was it. Um, we uh, emailed the owner and got an immediate response and that to me is is paramount and when i say immediate i don't mean within five seconds of sending the res- sending the email i'm going to get a response back i mean with it so certainly within the day when, when you're in holiday choosing mode you get excited and if the whole family's there and everybody's excited and everybody's looking at different things sometimes it's the first one that gets back that gets the money because it's all about first impressions. If they come straight back to you with a really nice friendly response with information on how to book the deposit that's required, when to pay the balance, how you can do it. If all that information comes back to you within a couple of hours, you've got a very, very good chance that, uh, that that's the one that's going to be, that's going to be booked. And, and certainly with, uh, uh, with, with Pura Vida we had this response from the owners and it it was great it was personal it was friendly they wanted to they, they said how much um, they would look forward to us coming to stay at their place and do you know regardless of whether it's it's a canned response it, it just 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 that friendly nature of it made us made us want to go there. So we had the photographs, we had we knew a little bit about the owner, then we got the communication back and uh, and that was the, the the final deciding factor and off we went and did our booking. So between then which um let me go back it was probably August or September when we made the booking. Maybe a little bit earlier actually. We still had a full 6 to 6 months or so between booking and actually going on the vacation itself. And of course, in that time, what we do is we go back over and over and over again to the listing or the website, and you pour over it. That's all you've got. It's all you've got is that listing and the information that's uh, that's online and any other information the owner has sent to you. That's all you've got to excite everybody and make that you know excitement very palpable over the six months before the vacation happens so we had a very quickly after we paid the deposit for the property we got a really comprehensive pre-arrival package now these owners didn't wait until um, the final payment was made before they sent this out and I know some some owners will will wait a bit and I'm sort of slightly on the fence about this but you know really whatever works for you but as long as the pre-arrival package goes out a couple of months beforehand and it's really comprehensive, so it allows the guests to plan their vacation activities and inspire some excitement about it. I'm just going to go through a few things that were included in um, Steve and Cindy's uh, pre-arrival package because uh, it, it really helped us uh, to to make the vacation really go as as well as we wanted it to. So a couple of things um they included information on where to rent a vehicle. Now possibly your guests are going to be arriving uh, under their own steam by by their own you know in the, in their own vehicles. So that may not be an issue. But if most of your guests are going to be flying in and renting a vehicle a personal recommendation is so helpful. I understand that some owners may be a bit reluctant to make personal recommendations because if it if it doesn't work out well for the guests then um there there is always the potential that they're going to come back and blame you for it. But just a simple disclaimer is 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 always sufficient to say, you know, these are the place this is the place that we normally use to rent a vehicle. Or this, this is the place that our guests usually use to rent a vehicle and we've had good feedback from them. That usually does it. But we had um, some great suggestions from the owners of Pura Vida and also they it told us what we should expect. Uh, that the uh, the method of, of renting a car in Eleuthera is slightly different. It's much more relaxed than you'd normally expect. There are no big hire, uh, car rental companies like Budget or Hertz. Uh, it was It was just... The guy was going to be waiting for us at the um, at the little airport in luthera um he'd hand over the keys, take the money um in cash as it happened um, but we were fully prepared for that, and we were able to get in touch with him beforehand um find and uh, and book a, a four-wheel drive and uh that all worked out really well. now if we hadn't had that information, we would not have known where to go. They also included lots of um, suggestions on activities we could book in advance. Um, there were there was information on local restaurants, and most importantly, information on shopping on the way in. We sh- we should never forget that our guests often arrive, particularly if they're flying in. They're arriving maybe late in the afternoon. Think about what they're going to have available to them for that first evening and i know certainly my husband and son would be not too happy if uh, if they arrive on their first night of vacation and haven't got a cold beer or a, a glass of red wine for a bit later on so we had all the information on where the uh, where where we should stop after we left the airport and before we got to the property um what times the uh, the grocery stores and the liquor stores stayed open to and uh, and other um, similar information. We also um, had in our information packet what to br- what what we should bring and what not or br- what not to bring. And that's that's really important to let guests know, particularly if they're coming by air, because if uh, and I, I think there was one thing that um, that we found we we're all snorkelers and we'd all taken our snorkeling kit and the property provided a lot of of snorkeling equipment so it, it, essentially we didn't need to bring those things but that that was a t- that was a tiny thing the, the other thing that was included in this pre-arrival package was uh, a, a note about bugs and what to expect and i'm really pleased about that because we we arrived at dusk and a lot of people do and if you expect that there are going to be bugs and that there is a possibility of being bitten by mosquitoes or noceums or whatever the flying things may be about, if you know, if you've been pre warned, then it's not going to be something that's going to come as a big, big surprise. So we were told to expect noceums and, and perhaps some mosquitoes at dusk, and we were, we were well armed with, uh, with bug spray. The other thing that was most impressive was uh we got another email which was which came the day before we left on vacation which was a reminder to take that pre-arrival d- information with us which of course included the directions. Although we'd we'd already got that packed, I thought that that's such a sensible thing to do. Just a quick email and it can be a standard email that you just put an alarm on Outlook or something that says, you know, I've got guests going in uh, on, on this date and a reminder that the day before, I will send them this standard email that says, don't forget to take this and to take that and particularly to take your directions and your access information. So let's get on. We, so we had a wonderful six months planning our vacation and we, we, we were able to plan day trips and um, book diving and plan where we were going to go out to restaurants and, uh, and other things that we were going to do because we already had all this information from the the owners so the uh, the, the the time comes we're all packed and uh, and it was a very smooth uh, travel a quick 3 hours from Toronto to Nassau and then we had been forewarned to uh, to get to Nassau in uh, in plenty of time because um there was a, a new, there's a new terminal being built and you have a transfer from one terminal to another to get the little puddle jumper to go from Nassau to Eleuthera. And I was pleased to have had that information. I mean, we did have some additional time, but we could have cut it finer if, if we'd chosen uh, uh, a, a different airline arriving at a different time. So having that information, we were able to make sure that we, we did have plenty of time to do that transition between terminals. So we arrived got the puddle jumper which was a real experience in itself. Yeah, that's something else I'll I'll probably talk about at a at a later date when I've got a little bit more time, but uh, but uh, that, that that was great. It was a 15 minute flight and I just loved it. Um my husband who was 35 years in the British Air Force was a little bit more uncomfortable. I think probably he knew <clears throat> he knew far more about avi he knows far more about aviation than any of us and uh I could see um, by the set of his face that, uh, you know, from the time we we set off down the runway to the time we landed, he was not the most comfortable of people. However, we got there nice and safely and then uh, picked up the directions. Now, this is something I want to mention because it is so important that your directions are accurate and that you use different methods of of explaining them. And what I mean by that is that... uh, Use timing, you know, it's going to, people want to know how long it's going to take to get from the airport to the property. You know, 15 minutes, 30 minutes, whatever. Just give a rough timing. And the second thing, of course, is how many miles it is. That's a bit of a no-brainer. But the third one is to use landmarks as well. Because everybody's excited, you've just arrived, you've just got into a very unfamiliar car and and you head off, and somebody says, "Oh, did you check the mileage? How far have we come?" And then the driver's trying to negotiate unfamiliar roads, and as we were on the on we were driving on the um, on the left instead of the right, so he's concentrating on doing that, and uh, and now we're asking him to set the trip. So using landmarks makes it much more helpful to the driver and to the uh, to the passenger. So we had a few landmarks, it was 15 minutes into Governor's Harbour um, and then we were going to stop for groceries and then beyond that it was another 15 minutes and it was so many miles um, beyond a certain landmark and th- there, were just, there were just several different ways of, um, of making us feel confident we were in the right place. The, the only thing that, uh, that wasn't mentioned was that the roads into the property were extremely rough. And I think after dark, it would have been, um, it would have been a little bit of, um, of a concern for us because that the final road in was full of huge, huge potholes and uh, it was very rough. However, so that's, so that's something to, to make your guests aware of. Make them aware of the terrain, any hidden driveways, anything that, uh, that may impact a smooth um, arrival. And and don't forget, just because you are so familiar with your property, you know where every little rough patch is in the road, where every hidden turning is. That your guests will not know this. This is their first time. Makes me think of my my own property, Osprey Osprey Cottage. In winter, it's three and a half kilometres. We drive up and down that road in a couple of feet of snow and wouldn't think about th- think twice about it. Uh, we've got four wheel drive in the Hyundai and Phil calls it his little mountain goat it will uh, that that vehicle will tackle just about anything except sheet ice but we have to be prepared for our guests who are coming who may not have four wheel drive and some arrive without without snow tires as well and they're going to uh, encounter far more issues and of course they're going to be very unsure of of driving in those sorts of conditions. So we have we have we quite an extensive, not so much a warning, but a document that talks about driving in winter in our area, and in particular up the three kilometres to get to the cottage. It just describes some of the, the turnings that they need to slow down for, the fact that they may encounter snowmobiles on the road, uh, they may encounter wildlife on the road, and to stay slow... And uh, and also the fact that there is no cell phone signal down there, so if they come off the road, we want them to know where the nearest habitation is, so they, so they can uh, send somebody out to get some help. So that's just very important. The uh, the the journey should be a a good experience, and and I know I seem to be banging on about this, but if people arrive and the neck, you know, they're they're excited about. Arriving in the uh, in in the vicinity of the location, and then they have to drive to it and and have a bad experience. That really is going to affect their first impressions. I Always remember going to Costa Rica. When we went to Costa Rica in two thousand and twelve, the uh, the pre-arrival on the on the directions package mentioned a particular spot on the way, and that was three. That was a three-hour drive, in fact, from the airport in San Jose to the. Um, uh, to the villa, and there was a mention of a halfway spot where you could stop, um, look over a bridge, and watch um, crocodiles. And there was a little restaurant there as well. So it suggested that you stop at that place. Now, if that hadn't been suggested, we would have probably driven straight over the bridge without even thinking about it. So, uh, so it is always really worthwhile to uh, to help make the journey an experience for your guests. I also want to mention at this point that once you've got, once you get to the property, it's an, a little bit of an interesting phenomena that I've noticed for the last couple of years when we've been going places, that regardless of what the journey is like or whether we've had any problems finding a place, when you finally get to the destination and you see a sign that has the name of the property on it, Um, last year it was Flying Toucans, this year it was Pura Vida, and you see that sign hanging and it's almost like there's this great sigh of relief. It's a feeling of confidence. We've actually found it. We are in the right place. It's real. This place that we've been imagining for the past six months is actually real and we're here. And I don't know what it is about a sign, but it, uh, it just inspires a lot of excitement, certainly in our family anyway. So I am really, really suggest that uh, a little bit of money invested in a really nice sign that shows people that they have arrived can really help in creating a great first impression. So we arrived and just moving on with that same theme of first impressions. Now we, we arrived at Pura Vida and piled out of the car Mike and Andrea headed out to the, they wanted to head straight down to the ocean. They weren't even bothered about the house. They wanted to make sure that, uh, that the ocean looked exactly in reality as it was in all the photographs. And, and Phil and I went to find the key and, uh, and go into the property. Making access easy is, is probably one of the greatest things you can do for your guests. If they arrive after a long journey and, and can't find the key or have difficulty in opening the door, it's going to be a problem. And that excitement wanes very, very quickly, particularly if you've got a bunch of tired people. So, my first real tip is for making a great first impression is making the access easy. But then I've got a, f- a few others. Now, some that I use, we always have music on, usually classical music. And it's very softly played. And I learned this years and years and years ago, going to a property and opening the door after a long, long journey. And that the temperature was just right. The lights were on. And there was classical music playing. And as I walked in the door, I felt this, this real feeling of, of welcome. And, and it was one of the first vacation rentals I'd ever stayed in. And that stuck with me forever. And that is why that's exactly what I do at Kingfisher and Osprey that when my guests arrive in winter there is always a fire going the lights are on even during the day because you light, brightens up the place the the temperature has been set so it's nice and warm there's music playing there's a nice personalized welcome message and uh, and often if it's something that you want to do is leaving a welcome get, a welcome gift as well and over the years we've come across a whole range of different um welcome gifts and i'll put a link on the on cottage blogger to one of the posts i did um a while back about different types of welcome gifts you can offer because it really is nice i remember going to maui and the welcome gift was was an island pineapple and some other uh fruit in a bowl and that's all it took to make you really get into the uh into the maui mode we've been to other places where there's been a bottle of local wine and and i always remember going to a cottage in the in the Peak District in England uh, a couple of years ago and arriving, and that was arriving after the eight-hour flight from, uh, from Canada and picked up the car at Manchester and that was a hassle and then an hour and a half drive. And arriving at this tiny, tiny little cottage to open the door and there's a fire crackling in the fireplace and it was cosy warm and then on the table is this beautiful tray of, um, of cakes and in the refrigerator were fresh strawberries and clotted cream, and that was it i was I was totally sold. The place could have been a total dos house, and I wouldn't have cared because I had strawberries cream cake, and tea, which is um it it just it just hit hit one of my buttons so um just those few things. Having a think about what your guests are going to be um, presented with when they walk in the door is really, really important. And uh, and when we walked into Pura Vida, it was it was lovely. The fans were going. It was uh, the temperature was just right. Um, the welcome book was uh, was was there for us. So we could dive into that and, um, and just see see what was what and what was in the place. It was, uh, you know, all the, the the coffee was there. The only thing that we, that we missed out, and I know, um, Steve and Cindy, if you're listening to this, um, I'm going to mention the kettle. We are tea drinkers, and we searched high and low for a kettle and couldn't find one anywhere. So it's a no no biggie. We we was, there was a very very good microwave and we just boiled water in a microwave and and added a tea bag. But interestingly, I emailed the owners and I I mentioned this about the about the kettle and they immediately came back and said um they were positive there was one. They they're not sure what happened to it, but they would get their caretaker to go and buy us one and bring it around. And and I just so appreciated that gesture. Uh, in the event, actually, we went out and bought one of our own and uh, all was well. And and certainly the lack of a kettle didn't impact um, our first impression at all. So your welcome book needs to, to show, to tell your guests what they need to know when they arrive. You know, where to, how to make coffee, if they've got to put up child beds, how to do that, if there's bugs uh just reminding them to to put bug spray on and of course who to contact in an emergency and then of course we had there was plenty of tourist information and uh we were set we were really set for a great great vacation and everything had gone really smoothly and you know if it hadn't the fact that the place looked like the photographs that we'd seen it was easy to access it was pleasant to arrive at and uh, and we were comfortable within minutes of arriving that made all the difference now i know i'm running on a little bit here and i just want to uh, move on i'm just saying we had such a fabulous 10 days and did all the things we wanted to do did a lot of relaxing the the, the owner was available by email if we'd needed anything but uh, but they also had a local caretaker which is really important and we had um his his telephone number and and he did call around one day to check that everything was all right and we, we we wanted for nothing which which was absolutely great we really enjoyed having that knowledge that there was somebody there we could contact in an emergency so the final thing really was that you know every every vacation comes to an end and knowing what we had to do on the day we checked out was really important too and i sometimes find in in places that owners um forget to to instruct their guests on on what they should do on uh, at checkout and it may be that you don't want them to do anything but you know a quick checklist is really really nice whether it's just um we we'd appreciate it if you stripped off the beds and, and put the laundry on guests want to know what they what they should be doing with their garbage what sort of cleanup is required and what they should do as they leave? Do they lock up? Do they leave the key in the same place that, uh, that they found it? All those sorts of things. And, and I think that's really important because you don't want to spoil that, that wonderful holiday feeling by giving your guests a little bit of stress as they leave, as, as they wonder whether they're doing the right thing or not. So, uh, so yeah, we checked out. We, uh, we knew what we had to do and it was very sad. And and we ran around taking all our last photographs, and uh, and uh, and off we went home. Unfortunately, our three-hour flight home uh, ended up as a twenty-hour marathon because um, because Toronto was snowed in, and we had to uh, uh, we diverted to Ottawa and had to spend the night in Ottawa, courtesy of WestJet. And uh, so, so here's a little plug for uh, for WestJet for any Canadians, they were amazing. It wasn't an easy situation for them having to divert and then deal with all these passengers who, uh, who were many of whom had connecting flights out of Toronto. They were unfailingly courteous, friendly, and, uh, and I, was, I was quite taken aback that they offered us accommodation and uh, a meal vouchers, taxi vouchers because it was it was weather related and it really it wasn't their fault they couldn't fly into Toronto um, and they did their best and I personally I will I will choose uh, WestJet now over any other airline if I'm flying out of Canada so that's just a little plug for WestJet so any of the any of the um links that I've mentioned in this podcast are going to be in the show notes and I've mentioned a couple of previous blog posts I've I've written about uh, welcome gifts and I think there's a couple about a welcome book so uh, I'll be putting those links uh, there for you so we're now we've been back a couple of weeks or no back actually it's a week it just seems like longer the tan is fading but the memories are not it was a, a truly wonderful family vacation made all the better by the, uh, the efforts that the owners went to to, uh, to create a beautiful um, vacation location for us. But I will repeat that uh, it is such a good idea if you can go and experience being a vacation renter, being a guest. Uh, because you will pick up some ideas. And here's, um, I'm going to put these in the show notes as well. A couple of the things that I'm going to be doing in Osprey and Kingfisher that Cindy and uh, Steve have done at Pura Vida, they provided lawn chairs and lounging chairs all over the place, little different spaces in different areas, had places to sit. And I think many of us just simply think, you know, okay, the place accommodates six people, we're going to provide six chairs. But what happens is, let's say you've got a fire pit and you people are going to take the chairs from the patio table out to the fire pit and then they're go- they probably won't bring them back at the end. So so you're going to have to sort out all your furniture on a changeover. But I really like the idea of of creating different spaces for people to sit and lounge. So that's one thing I'm going to do. I'm going to uh, I've put that in my budget for this year is to buy some more lounging chairs, to buy some fire pit chairs and and to create uh, another space down by our waterfront, where I'm just going to put a few more um, Muskoka chairs, so that uh, my guests can enjoy some different areas of of the property. So there's going to be a few other notes that I'll I'll put in the in the show notes, and probably write another blog post on some of the other things that uh, that I, I've I've picked up from our experience at Pura Vida. Okay, that uh that's just about it for today. Uh we're now back to searching for a vacation rental location for next year. So if you've got one and uh, and you think we should come and and try out your space, we'd absolutely love to. You know, we'd love to hear about it. I'd also love to hear about uh, about your place anyway, wherever it is. So so please, you know, email me Um, write a comment on the blog and you know what I'd really love you to do is to, uh, click on the, um, on the review section in the show notes and that'll take you to the, uh, uh, my iTunes page. And I'd love it if you've enjoyed this podcast to write a review for me on the podcast. Doesn't have to be very long. Just if you've enjoyed it, just, just say what you like. And uh, I, I would really, really appreciate that. So for now, I'm really happy that, uh, that I've got to episode three and looking forward already planning several more episodes over the next few weeks. And I've got some really, really good interviews coming up. So keep, a, uh, keep an eye out on the blog when I'll, um, I will be announcing who I'm going to be uh, interviewing over the next month or so. And also for some information on the Home Away Summit in uh, in May, where I'll be doing a presentation on staging your vacation rental, and uh, I'd love you to uh, you know if you can make it to uh, Phoenix for the Home Away Summit and uh, come along, come to the presentation, come and meet me afterwards or or before, that would be fabulous. I am so looking forward to meeting. Uh, meeting people who read the blog, who have listened to the podcast, and uh, and maybe who've who've even read my books in the past. So that would be perfect. I would love it if I could uh, if I could meet some people at um, at Phoenix in May. So for now, thank you so much for listening. Uh, it's been a real pleasure to uh, to share this with you while we're on vacation mike and i discussed this a lot about uh, you know making sure that we did share our experiences because i think there's so much to learn so uh, once again thank you for listening and i'll look forward to uh, being with you next time around on vacation rental success